The Very Serious Crafts Podcast is on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash seriouscrafts to support our podcast, find out about our Patreon half-stitched episodes, and more. Hello, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 11 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. <laughs> I'm Molly from Wild Olive. And I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors and the Bones and Bobbins Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about staples and silk. Those go together. <laughs> they, I have learned recently that they do significantly more than I had previously thought. Fair. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but before we jump into talking, we want to give a shout out to our serious friends of the Very Serious Crafts podcast who are helping us by supporting on Patreon. We love you. You we are do. fantastic. We appreciate you so much. Yes, you're the best. Yes. Um, also, just a, an official note, this is the first podcast recording in... Haley's new home. Yes. Which, which means that, like, you know, I have a different view of Haley as we're recording. <laughs> Things might sound a little bit different to you. Uh, and and it all just works together with today's topic as well. So it's true. So I, um, if you happen to hear echoes and or traffic, you can Blame my Victorian house and all of the quirks that exist because of it. Like the original glass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it makes the road outside not quiet. But I'm also in the only room that doesn't just entirely echo. So. <laughs> well, and I'm in a, I'm in a space with where I have left the windows open a little bit. So we can blame any of the extra noise on either one of us but it's fine it's fine <laughs> it, it it has to be it, i mean there this aren't is other options it, i mean part of we refer to this as like a, obviously it's a craft podcast it's a little bit comedy and a little bit slice of life which means that you hear our neighborhoods on occasion it's true i'm not sure what just drove by <laughs> outside but i'm fairly certain um I'm fairly certain it had a Hemi because, my goodness, the firing of those pistons was not efficient. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, random things that I know that I have no reason to know. <laughs> Although I do now own a car. Yeah. <laughs> it's purple. <laughs> and, and, I mean, just think of all the... The crafting opportunities awaiting you now. You can, you can make your own beaded seat covers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know it if I've ever occurred to me. I don't know if I've ever heard of anyone actually making those themselves. I'll have to look. I up. have a friend who's a macrame artist. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems like it could be a thing. I'm sure it has been a thing. Yeah, I've just never encountered that yeah. on the interwebs. Although I will say that in sort of a similar vein, or not similar at all actually, but craft-related, kind of, all of the like ventilation holes and things 
in my new car are hexagon shaped. Oh, I approve, obviously. And the grill is filled with hexagons. Okay, yeah. Um, you got so, the right car. Yeah. We did not have a choice. <laughs> yes, this is the way. <laughs> nope, there was, there was one car. It was in Massachusetts. We drove to Massachusetts, and then we bought it. There you go. Turns out, cars are expensive. Last time I knew about cars, they were less so. Yes. Expensive and very hard to come by at times. <laughs> that is how I ended up with a purple car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, anyway. should, we, should we talk about Staples and Silk? <laughs> Fine, fine. <laughs> All right. So, upon moving into my beautiful Victorian house, I took a look at some of the antiques that were really generously um, given to us by the previous owner. And some of those antiques are upholstered furniture. This makes sense. And so let's just say that time period upholstered furniture is its own circle of questionable. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> yep. So I have I have two Victorian couches. Like and they are what you think of when you picture a Victorian couch. So I have one green couch Mm -hmm. green velvet um that is deeply uncomfortable which i think has saved it oh that makes sense because it's in excellent shape and it's the original upholstery Mm -hmm. yeah and so i don't think anybody sat on it because it's uncomfortable but it's it's very pretty yeah and it it will be staying just as it is because it's uncomfortable and very pretty (laughs) but There's a second one that is pink. Mm -hmm. And pink silk. Yeah. With flowers. Ooh. Like, it's, it would have been very pretty. Yeah. And again, original upholstery. Original upholstery. Um, It is now like a light, light baby pink, but it was like a deep saturated pink. Yeah. When it was new. But... It has seen better days. Time has really not been kind to this particular piece of furniture. I think time and also the girls who grew up in this house previously. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be reupholstered. And I am well aware that the... that it's going to be really gross. (laughs) Frankly. Yeah, because... You only see the top layer. <laughs> yeah, it's like old pillows. Right. Yep. Mm, mm-hmm. Not the most ideal. Yeah. And so... Best actually not to think about it too much. <laughs> no. And so I follow a, um, a woman on Patreon, and also I think she's on YouTube, um, named Christine McConnell, who... She looks like a creepy Stepford wife, um, but like very perfect, very 
sort of 40s, 50s looking, and then makes things out of caskets. Like, that sort of weird. Okay. Um, so very much my kind of person. Yeah. And she did a video on reupholstering a Victorian couch. And she wasn't going to show the removal of the original padding because it was so gross. Wow. But she decided to leave it in because she was like, you know what? This is part of this project. And it was like a, I mean, it's, it's a DIY yeah. specific um, Patreon. And so watching this, I sort of got a feel for what it truly takes to not only reupholster, but do it well. Yeah. And so now I've ordered a million books <laughs> upon they're on reupholstery and also time period books. Yeah. So I can see how things, so I can see what materials were actually used and how it was really done. And oh my goodness, there is just an entire array of new tools that I need. <laughs> just. It so many yeah it's a large undertaking to say the least it is and the house that i live in has oh not that i live in that i own shocking <laughs> um has a lot of very original features because it's an 1848 house and i'm sure that i've talked about this before, but frankly, I don't remember the last couple of months because it was chaos. Yeah. Um, but we're talking handmade nails. Wow. In the floors. Wow. And so there are a lot of... A lot of things that were saved like that that were useful, but extra. Yeah. But they weren't just something you could go easily. Like, somebody made that. Yeah. And they weren't just disposable. Yeah. And so along the same line, I keep opening all of these. Um, people keep giving me antique secretaries. Like, <laughs> okay. The sheer number of secretaries in this house is really impressive at the moment. Um, with skeleton keys in them. Wow. Yeah. We we have an antique secretary, um, but I don't think we ever owned the key that went with it. Um, but it does still have its original glass on the, the one side, which is nice. Yeah. So... Within all of these pieces of antique furniture, I keep finding things that people have squirreled away. Yeah. Um, like wooden casters for okay. the bottoms of furniture. Um, just all sorts of weird things. And some of them have been furniture tacks. And I think I talked to you about the tack pusher. Yes. That I got. Yep. Turns out. That is an upholstery tool. 
which makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot um, of sense. And you can find these things, like bags of them, in yeah. antique stores and in architectural salvage stores. Uh-huh. And so I am really excited to, for real, learn how to upholster Victorian furniture. Yeah. Because I feel like it would just be very satisfying. Definitely. And it's also hand hand sewing. It's yeah. not... So there's a lot more um, ability to control the outcome. Yes. Yeah. And and that... Which is what I like about... Yeah. Yeah. And, and being able to do it in a more authentic way is very cool. It honors the, the furniture. It honors the original makers of the furniture. Um, but also, as we know, you know, we happen to, you and I happen to like the handwork part of things. So yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and so I'm, I've just been fascinated by all of the different tools that are, you know how sometimes you look at, at tools for specific projects and are like, what in the world do you do with that thing? Yeah. Upholstery tools aren't really like that. You look at a thing and you're like, oh, I see that that needs to be able to pop out some tacks mm -hmm. or, oh, I guess we're going to pound some nails into here. Like, it's just really interesting like tucking tools right for tightly tightly stretching fabric and yep. folds mm -hmm. of fat like yep. and so i'm i'm just super excited about doing it and i don't want to do it like for anybody else but i think it would be really fun i think i'm going to get really into it i think that that is going to be a great joy of mine yeah i well i think you know, I, we've talked about this with other things, like, I, I don't remember if it was a regular episode or a half-stitched episode, but where we talked about, like, making something, like, a beautiful clothing piece for yourself, for, mm -hmm. it becomes, like... Yeah, making your, your own heirlooms. Yeah, making your own heirlooms. And, and here, you have an heirloom type of piece that you are going to make into, like, the next generation of it being an heirloom piece. Like it's, yeah, it's, that's very cool. We have, and that's how I feel about the house too, yeah. which yep. is a really nice, it feels good. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I like it. it. It's, you are, you are the right owner because you care about it and that matters. Um, Thank you. We have, uh, we have a rocking chair that is, it's like a, like mission style furniture mm -hmm. um it is the rocking chair that my grandmother was rocked in in 1916 oh and i love that um it originally was as far as we know leather and then probably in the 1950s my great-grandmother recovered it as folks would have done in the 1950s with the scratchiest fabric that I have ever felt in my life. At least it wasn't vinyl. It was not vinyl. It was not vinyl. It, I mean, it felt 
carpet-like in a way. Um, And by the time that I knew it, it was kind of a gray and pink, I think was what it was. Um, She did a fantastic job of covering it, of like, of reupholstering. it, It wasn't until I was an adult that I even knew that it had been reupholstered. I always assumed that that's just what it was. Like it didn't look like a home reupholstery job by any means. But that fabric after 50 plus years had seen better days. Mm -hmm. Um, But my, like it was always at my grandparents' house then. And my, my mom used to sit in it and um, she remembers sitting in the basement, reading her Bible when she was a teenager. And that was her chair that she would go to for that. Um, So we had it. I love that. Yeah. Um, At some point, um, the arms probably loosened a little bit. And I think it was probably, again, going back, I think my my great-grandfather hammered some kind of a spike into the arms of it. So that part looks a little bit rough now. Um, but it's, it happens, you know, and it's, it's needed a little bit of extra care in, in that department, but, um, the upholstery part just, it needed to be redone. And mm-hmm. the first time that, that we went about this, my mom and I, mostly my mom, but I, you know, helped kind of figure out some of the, the things we made more like a slip cover for it. And... She made it a little bit more floofy, you know, it had a ruffle and, but part of it is slip covering something like this. You needed to be able to just kind of attach things and tie things on and, and so on. And it was a job, you know, because sewing things to fit things and boxing things in and, and all of that, you, you need to get it pretty Yeah, it's draping. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. so, um, so we did that. And it hung out that way for a while. We did like a piece that went under the cushion and then we covered the cushion and covered the back because that was all attached and, um, and it was fine and it existed for a while. And then I don't know how many years back now, we actually took it somewhere and had it properly reupholstered with, um, a leather composite kind of a, a material and, they they truly did honor the the piece and and uh we were glad that we didn't take that project on again <laughs> but but part of it was because you know we wanted it to be more similar to how it was originally and working mm-hmm. with leather was not something that we were prepared to take on um because it would have been a project like what you are excited to take on. So, um, but it was, it was fun and interesting, even just doing the small piece of it. So. Yeah. I, I mean, it's turns out the world of upholstery fabric is out of control. <laughs> Do uh-huh. you know how like good upholstery fabric, not like the top of the top, but like yeah, decent upholstery fabric. Do you know how much that costs? Um, I've, I've seen glimpses, but, but let's, let's hear a, let's hear an average price per yard that you've observed. Well, because I have been looking at Victorian reproductions. Yes. Specifically. 
Um, and uh, one of the places I've been looking is actually called the Victorian Emporium. I just need everyone to know that. Perfect. Um, I have found that it's about 36 to 48 pounds per meal. Okay. Okay. That's about where I was expecting because I was going to... I was going to say $50 a yard wouldn't wouldn't shock me. So converting that, yep. that's about right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I have no idea how many yards of fabric are required. I don't know if I'm going to, I mean, obviously if I'm going to do it, I'm going to like match patterns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice and wide, though, usually, yes? I have no idea. Right, because it, it often I is coming so. on rolls, so that's pretty decent with... Yeah, I mean, drapery fabric certainly is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because you would need to, you would want to be able to, like, you know, deal with sizable areas for things. So, I would imagine that would... Yeah, and I I think you're right. It's... It is one of those things where I may or may not need you to talk me out of <laughs> um, of selecting emerald green fabric with zebras on it, teeny Ooh. tiny zebras, Ooh. not like zebra stripe right. fabric. Right. Yes. No. I can picture it, but mm-hmm. tiny zebras. I don't know why. <laughs> The heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and my heart wants this. It's going to look like it fell straight out of the Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> I think that's probably exactly why it, there's something, like, that feels... It looks like wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it, it, to me, not having seen it, it feels very Victorian in a quirky sort of way, and that seems right. So... Yeah. So, anyway... Uh... So that's sort of what I've been looking at and what I'm excited to take on. Because it kind of feels right now, because I don't have my workspace set up, because I can't really set it up, because I don't have any place to put anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeremy stole my desk. Rude. (laughs) And by stole my desk, I mean... The wooden planks that made my desk are currently in Jeremy's workspace, Uh holding his, which is fair. Um, And so I just have a couple of random Victorian desks of various shapes and sizes upstairs, and a passage, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and... I don't know where to put anything. It'll come along. I, I, I have no idea. It'll come I along. have not even started unpacking up there. Because I I don't I don't even have shelves. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of closets though. Well that's <laughs> it that's at least a... it could at least be a helpful like in between space if you needed to like have a way to access your things before you make a final plan well and i don't think a plan 
is ever really going to be final. I'm sure that well, there will be things. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do tin ceilings and wallpaper. Yeah. And all manner of things. Possibly library ladders. Like, Please. I fully support the library ladders. I like oh, that. We're definitely doing that in good. the actual library. Okay, good. good. But, um, yeah, that doesn't even have shelves in it. So... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, it's sort of hard to imagine the workspace and like the ability to actually take on the project, but also because it's so up in the air, yeah, it seems like it's like anything's a possibility. Yes. So I feel like now is a great time to be like, Oh, I'm just going to casually learn how to restore Victorian furniture. Exactly. No big deal. Um, mm. Also, I think this is now a perfect time to transition into a topic that everyone loves to talk about sewing, which is curtains. Because, uh, listeners, as... I have none. <clears throat> yeah. we At the beginning, uh, before we actually hit record, um, Haley was sharing about the, the missing sewing machine bobbins. <laughs> Delaying the curtain progress. <laughs> uh, just curtains for my laundry room. Yeah, like we're not talking about Victorian reproduction curtains. We're talking about just no, these are the utility curtains. Ones that have been in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Again, not not any fancy curtains here, but let me tell you about my latest curtain sewing project because nobody Ooh, yes, really please. nobody really gets excited about sewing curtains. I think maybe some people, no. if that's like. You have like a, I mean, a weird if you're curtain doing passion. Like decorative thing. Yeah. I could see getting into it if you were making a look with all caps. Yes, if it was part of you know, and you were you were Yes, embellishing and making something really special. But just kind of your run of the mill curtains never really excites anybody. No. Partly because it's just a whole lot of just hemming. <laughs> Right? <laughs> it's the hemming. Um, but yep, not even fun hemming. Yeah. So this is this is falls into the category of home decor, but is my the latest project that I worked on here and it was curtains. But um we um we wanted to add some room darkening curtains to our family room for uh, being able to do like viewing nights with a projector and the light is the light is so much more vital with when you have a a projector going versus just you know yeah and that's what we have instead of a tv so yeah that makes complete yep Mm -hmm. so um we were what we'd had in there was a like just basic ikea curtains which Mm -hmm. i don't remember the name of the style offhand but they're the the tab top curtains that you know you can trim to any length and, um, and, you know, it's just kind of a classic, basic, uh, Ikea type of style. And my mom really liked that. So we were hoping to find something similar in room darkening shades, but without adding. Oh, that's really hard to find. Yeah. It's really hard tabs. to find. <laughs> um, especially because people don't want to, ha- you, you know, you get some light leakage with the tabs, but you know, we're looking at things and so many of those styles require like. Curtain rods that have like multiple rods and 
they wrap mm-hmm. around and you add like all of these different layers to things. And my mom was like, I just don't like any of them. She didn't like the look of them. You do not need World War II blackout curtains. <laughs> we didn't need that. However, however, we found some, uh, we found a solution that my dad just didn't believe was going to work because, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally the guys just think that your wacky uh-huh. idea isn't going to play out. But, um, I've had that conversation many times in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I found blackout fabric at Hobby Lobby for a really good price. And literally just, and it's because of the type of fabric it is, it doesn't fray. And the width of it was pretty much exactly the width that we needed those curtains to be. And Nice. So I, we just sewed a panel of blackout fabric to the backs of those tab curtains from right underneath where the tabs are, right along the top edge of the oh, I- yeah. Ikea curtains, dropped it down, didn't attach it on the sides or anything, so it still hangs and flows really nicely. And that was like, the, it was so easy, <laughs> and it solved the problem. It looks like the it's the cur- same curtains that we had that my mom loved. And now right. we have blackout IKEA curtains. I love that. That's you know? perfect. And and I think that I mean going to Hobby Lobby that was like the local option to like go and just buy stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm sure that you could just find your you know online whatever it was so much less expensive to buy blackout fabric than any of the halfway decent <laughs> curtains that we found online. Which also... Oh, that's really smart, because it's hard to find, like, blackout curtains are really expensive. Yeah, and... Even, like, Target blackout curtains right. are Right, and the, the blackout fabric itself came in, I think, both black and white, and we got white curtains, so even from the outside, it doesn't look, like, weird. It's, it just looks like our, like our regular curtains are hanging there. Um, yeah, my blackout curtains in New York were red on the front, and literally painted silver okay. on the back. Okay, yeah. To, yep. they worked. Yeah, I mean... That's smart. Shopping for curtains is probably similar to shopping for upholstery fabric in that there's just pages and pages and pages, and you almost get, like, this burnout from trying to, like, sort through the things, and everything starts to look the same, but none of it looked like the curtains my mom wanted. So there you go. Just buy some plain blackout fabric and... Sew it to the top of your curtains. Make sure that your oh. curtain rod is still really husky because that stuff is heavy. Blackout fabric is heavy, but um, yes. it was, it was. Did you just call curtain rods husky? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, I. That is adorable, yep. and now I'm only ever going to think of that. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was it was not terrible to work with either. You know, like the fabric was, because it's got a, a certain amount of, um, you know, it's a heavy fabric, but it's a little slippery, but it didn't, it was not a pain to work with. So hmm. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Interesting. I currently just don't have, I have floor to ceiling windows, many of them in every room. Yes. I just don't have curtains. You know? It's fine. There isn't even a door on one of my bathrooms. 
I mean, that's maybe a little less fine, but we it's call just it you and the Jeremy. performance bathroom. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And frankly, it it is actually our main bathroom. But it's just us. It's just you, exactly. <laughs> and the window faces the pool. Okay. So unless yeah. I've got people in the pool, yeah, it the... doesn't really matter. But still, it's I a just, little weird. But it, let me just have get a little gauzy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't need all of the windows to have coverings, like the parlors. They look beautiful exactly as they are, but I kind of would like some bedroom curtains. Yeah. Well, and I would think in this case, you know, part of it might help control temperature. That's going to be a a big thing there. Um, And, you know, in the summer you notice it with sun coming in, and in the winter you will notice it when when it's chilly. Oh, yeah. But, uh... Though I did just, um, in a personality aside, I was up looking for, I think, the microphone, um, <laughs> and there was a roving pack of teens walking by, uh-huh. and I'm on the third floor in the window. It doesn't occur to me that I don't have a look on my face. It also doesn't occur to me that I am staring blankly out a window because yeah. I, I I don't know I, I wasn't thinking anything and I wasn't doing anything and there happened to be people walking across and I was like yeah, four or five teenagers yeah and a girl in the middle must have like felt eyes on her looked up her eyes got gigantic <laughs> And I'm sitting here like, what? <laughs> this is a window full of boxes. What? <laughs> and then I realize that I am standing there. I have definitely not made a facial expression. <laughs> because autism, a lot of things happen inside, not outside. So I accidentally um, used... My new workspace to scare a teen. I think that's. I, I think that's. And good. I don't even have Great Aunt Frances unpacked yet. <laughs> I now I'm picturing that the same pack of teens walking by, and Great Aunt Frances is in the same exact spot where you were, and. I mean that's larger the plan. It's a window seat. Yeah, I you. I think you, you're going to just want to have some cameras directed out to the street just to see people's reactions along the way. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, having a box on the third floor labeled Great Aunt Frances with no other explanation. Yeah. I, I really wish I would have seen the movers. Yeah, and just for just for listeners who are less familiar, oh. Great Aunt Frances. <laughs> <laughs> Great Aunt Frances is... <laughs> Great Aunt Frances is um, my full-size medical teaching skeleton. Yes. Not real bones. <laughs> Not real bones. Not real bones. Um, but cast from yes. real bones. Well, uh, the, never mind. 
Anyway, she's plastic. Yeah. <laughs> but her name is Great Aunt Frances, and she's in a box in my attic. It's the the way to the way to do that. I I think you should videotape. You should like make a reel when you go to put that together, just so that we can watch it. We can watch her come back to life again, so to speak. Halloween is not that far away. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Anyway, um, perhaps we might want to, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think... Do you have additional, um... I don't think so. ...projects to discuss? I think we have covered it all. Oh. Wow. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. We wouldn't want to add any extra fluff to the matter. No, I, we've really nailed it. Yeah. Alright, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna continue. Okay, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just gonna leave it be. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, thank you for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at shockingly VerySeriousCrafts.com. And finally, if you are a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, and honestly, why wouldn't you be? Right. Um, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Please leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts, because good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting find us. Yes. And (laughs) that's all I have. I've... I've run yeah. out of reupholstery dad jokes. Other than I to mean, say it's I, probably I curtains like for it's... us. <laughs> oh. oh. Sorry. Right. We're just going to back away slowly now. Okay. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Bye. <everyone>. Bye. <laughs>